Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here and so excited to share Brie with all of you. So Brie and I met about a year ago, and we had a mutual friend, interestingly enough, as this... Um, as the dark, I'm just going to be straight up, as this dark mentor, I had the woman who really led me to a false light guru and into a cult and where I was brainwashed. And interestingly, Brie and I met during that time where I was really confused and lost. And she was also one of the women who was targeted by this woman. And we have a lot of mutual experiences with our trauma. And I think her story that she shares today, you guys, is so powerful. And I had such a visceral response to the journey she shares of going through a really tough time and how you overcome that and how you move through that and what she calls the Phoenix journey. So I can't wait to share this with all of you because I know so many women have experienced some sort of trauma or um, abuse. And I want to preface this episode with saying that there will be some triggers around sexual trauma. And if that's not something you're ready to dive into, I just want to note that that is a part of our conversation. Um, but for those of you who don't know Brie, Brie Pugh is a spiritual life coach for heart-centered women. She focuses on helping women get tuned into their soul and turned on by their higher purpose They're through spirituality, healing, and empowerment. She offers one-on-one -on -one coaching, group programs, and online courses to help you elevate on your path. And I know that you will feel this elevation through the conversation her and I share today. Again, it was really something that I feel my soul needed. And I think that's part of why I reached out to her to be on the podcast. There was definitely an energy transmission that occurred. And I know you guys are going to love this episode. Before we dive in, um, we do talk a lot about discernment in this episode, and I wanted to share with you guys that I decided to keep Illuminate Academy as an open enrollment course. I think the content is so, so, so necessary right now, and I'm going to just keep it open throughout time and space. So if you are feeling called to this, this can be a self-study program that you go through and really learn that spiritual discernment, really, really understand when you're coming into contact with a false light, when you're coming into contact with an energy that is not of love and light. Um, it's a lesson that both Brie and I had to learn the hard way. And we want you to really understand the message that we share in this podcast. And if you're feeling called to dive deeper into this, I would really encourage you to join Illuminate Academy. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Brie Pugh. Well, Brie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the show finally. After knowing you for, what, about a year now, I think we've been in each other's worlds. Um, I would love if you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shelby. So my name is Brie Pugh. I am a spiritual life coach for women. And 
gosh, when you ask that question, <laughs> it's so fun because it definitely, it's different every day, right? But um, currently where I'm at is I, well, in business, I have a coaching business and I really enjoy helping women to lead more tuned in, turned on lives, meaning really connecting with their soul, their spiritual self, learning to reclaim their power and embody their feminine energy while also stepping into their purpose. So that's really what excites me. And I think what I've come to realize, especially over the past two years, is how much my own experiences influence what I'm here to do and who I'm here to be, what I'm here to share. Um, and so my work has continued to evolve as, as I evolve. So but that's where I'm at right now. Who knows where it will go, though? I know. That's how I feel, too. I'm like, oh, I could tell you I'm doing this today, but it could change. <laughs> so I'm super curious 100%. as you're explaining this tuned in and turned on, which I love that. That's goosebumps. Um, what inspired you to, why that? What is, why is that your like passion and your what you're feeling lit up by right now? For sure. So I've had a coaching business for a little over three years. And what initially led me to start my business was being in a place myself where I realized I wasn't happy. You know, in my late 20s, I was living in Los Angeles and working at a couple different startups and was thinking, you know, kept hoping that the next job I would find that thing that I was looking for. And I finally had to get pretty honest with myself and admit that I don't think it's going to be found outside myself. And I realized then that I was, I was searching for that validation, that love, fulfillment, all of those things outside of me in relationships in jobs in, um, things like fitness, right? Like I thought, Oh, if I make my body perfect, then I'll be happy. Oh my gosh. And, yes. <laughs> and that was really a belief that I had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it took me kind of having like an internal breakdown moment of realizing, wow, none of this stuff is working. What's the deal? What, what has to give here for me to really go on my own spiritual journey. It started with committing to a journey of self-love and that turned into somewhat of a spiritual awakening for me. And I ended up meeting my first spiritual mentor and worked with her for about 18 months. And in that process, really realized, wow, all this work that I've been doing on. Realized that all the internal work I was doing on myself was something that really excited me and turned me on and made me so happy. Like I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops. You know, it was like the type of thing where I was like, why don't they teach us this stuff in school? Oh my God. Like if I would have learned some of this stuff about energy and, you know, like the idea that your external reality is a reflection of your internal state of being, right? So the way that I feel inside is what is being shown to me outside of myself that like blew my mind when I finally figured that out. And I was like, I feel like a lot of people don't even realize this. If I would have learned this as a teenager, what would I, what would I be doing now? What would my life look like? Right? Like, so that was like, what really got me to a place where I was like, I want to help other people figure this out for themselves, like on their spiritual path. And it's evolved since then. And it's really shifted in the last year because I had to take some serious time off. I, when I started my business, I 
you know, looking back, hindsight is 2020. I was running it in a pretty hyper-masculine energy and this heavy strategy energy, even though I felt like I had this spiritual understanding and this understanding of energy, it's like, there's so much, um, that patriarchal programming mm-hmm. that is just instilled into society in every single industry. It shows up in the coaching industry as well. And, uh, I burned myself out. I burned myself out doing that stuff. And then, you know, after that, I, I was dealing with some, some personal healing stuff I needed to go through and I needed to hit pause. And then I ran into all of this stuff with my family that caused me to really pause on my business over the past year, which was like a huge thing I had to look at my, uh, deal with my ego with, right? Because you want to think, oh, if I'm not doing something, if I'm not working, if I'm not making money, what value do I have? Like, Mm -hmm. where is my worth? And that was something that I really had to unpack. But to just be able to allow myself to just pause and rest and honestly surrender to what the universe was like, kind of forcing me to look at, right? And deal with. It's been the greatest gift because over the past year, I feel like I have really reawakened to my divine feminine energy. And that was the piece that I felt like I was missing. You know, I had this spiritual path. I knew what my purpose was, but the way that I was going about it wasn't sustainable Mm -hmm. and didn't feel amazing. I didn't feel completely turned on anymore by it. It felt like a hustle. It felt like a grind. And so I started really getting into learning more about feminine energy and just allowing myself to be with my emotions, not hustle and take action all of the time and just rest. And it was a super powerful experience. And along that journey, of course, that I also realized, I think there's some serious stuff that I should look at around my masculine energy that needs to be healed. Because I think especially as women, you know, we go on this journey of, of realizing we're in this hyper-masculine energy and then we want to just shift to the opposite, right? And just be in like goddess mode and <laughs> yes. just be in our feminine, right? Yep. But that's not sustainable either because mm-hmm. your feminine is like liquid. It's flowing and it needs a container. It needs structure in order for it to have that space to fully express itself and be put towards something to be, to go in a direction. And so in order to do that, you do need your masculine, but you need that healthy masculine energy. And I think a lot of us have stuff to unpack there around, you know, religion, triggers, stuff with God, um, stuff with money, stuff with external masculine relationships, all of that, that is important to look at in order for us to really feel safe within in our internal masculine and allow ourselves to be fully expressed in our internal feminine. So the journey has evolved, but that's been like a huge, huge pivotal piece that I've I discovered over the past year and that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't allowed myself to take that break. So 
I love that you're sharing this. I think it's really powerful, especially for someone who has also been in a force break this past year. It can just relate and resonate where it's like, I didn't want to take a break. And I think a lot of us have these times in our life where it's like, you can't control anything. And like, you're in this force surrender and it's where so much gets revealed to us and where we really get the insight and that new level of awareness at least that's how it's felt to me is like this new level of understanding this past year when we're in when we are in that forced pause what I'm curious about for you is what does that now look like that you've had this time to evaluate the feminine and the masculine and you're coming back and kind of having this more balanced approach to business What does it look like in your business now to have both of those energies at play where you're not just in go, 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 hustle, 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 do, 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 and you're not just in that like creative flow, relax, but no direction because I've definitely swung on both ends of those spectrums. Like I relate to everything you were just sharing about being super up the hustle when you start and then swinging the total opposite direction and just being like, lean back and relax and manifest and flow and it's all going to work out, but I'm not going to take any action. And so what does it look like for you now where you're in this more, more balanced out state? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And that's actually where this idea of being more tuned in and turned on was birthed because it was birthed through my own processes, right? So I, in, in this experience of doing this healing and, and awakening to this new perspective, I actually received information like through meditation, right? It kind of came in in pieces and I started piecing things together and I was like, what is this? And the way that I can explain it is if you think of a triangle, at the top of that triangle is source, it's creator, it's God, it's whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. And that is like the energy, the consciousness that everything in this universe comes from, comes through, right? And then on the bottom of that triangle, there's your feminine and your masculine. And I really feel like particularly as women, as primarily feminine beings for the most part, you know, we get to, it's important for us to first be in our feminine energy, in that leaned back, allowing energy in order to receive guidance from source, right? Because we've been trained, taught to be in the opposite by that hyper-masculine energy, by that ego in our mind that wants to say, you got to go, you need to follow logic, you need to do this now, this is, you just follow the, the strategy, the path, right? I don't feel like there's very much space for God, for miracles, for creativity, for Mm -hmm. intuition, when we're in that hyper-masculine energy. So we're flipping the paradigm. It really, for me, meant the first thing that I need to do, and it's not even really a doing, right? It's just a being. The first thing I need to be is in my feminine. So what's going to allow me to be more embodied in my feminine energy? well, resting, and 
bringing in more pleasure, allowing my intuition to guide me, and really making my connection with God's source energy a priority on a daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis. I connect with that. I'm with myself. I connect with my body. Maybe I turn some music on. Maybe I, you know, burn some Palo Santo, light a candle, dance a little bit, stretch my body, meditate, journal, whatever it is. And from that space, I typically receive. I typically get inspired. I typically shift into that turned on, creative, flowy energy where then I know what the next step is. So from that place of having received everything from source and being in this like juicy, cosmic, magical energy that is the feminine, that is then the fuel for the masculine, right? Mm -hmm. Because the masculine is like the vessel. It's the structure. It's the guided action. So I take all of that beautiful feminine energy that I am and I pour it into my masculine or I allow my masculine within me to rise up and hold me. And from that energy of safety and just knowing, I take the next step. I love that so much. It's been so helpful. (laughs) Because I don't feel like I'm drained as much. I feel a lot more trusting and supported. And like I said, it is that tuned in and turned on idea, right? That your connection with source, with spirit, with universe has to be where you start. But the, the, the juicy key part is also allowing yourself to get turned on, right? So being in your body and not just your head, mm-hmm. allowing more pleasure into your life and letting your desires guide you. Because those desires that are coming through are coming from source. And they're, they're, they're leading you somewhere, right? Those intuitive nudges, those things that make you excited. Mm-hmm. And I think you can trust those things. Yeah. That's powerful. And I think you mentioned something earlier about religion and shame and money and the things that can come along with, you know, when I think a lot of women who've grown up, like I grew up, I grew up raised Catholic, like we went to church every Sunday and I went to a Catholic like grade school. And so for me, there was a lot of programming around what it meant to experience pleasure. Mm. And so I think for me, it took a long time to realize that my desires weren't bad, innately wrong, that there was nothing wrong with me and that those desires were actually coming from a higher power. And so what would you say to the woman who's, who is experiencing discomfort around that word desire, who's just, who has discomfort around the idea of pleasure? Absolutely. So, you know, language is very powerful, Mm. right? And we can shift the energy that we have around certain words, the idea that we have around certain words very easily. And what I've come to realize in my own experience, and I wasn't raised Catholic, but I was raised Christian, was that 
I didn't actually have triggers around God. I had religious triggers. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very common. Um, and so I think you get to first ask yourself, what are the stories, what are the beliefs that I have around pleasure or around desire? You could even write them out in a journal. And just like any other, you know, processing of limiting beliefs, you get to look at it and say, is this really true? Or where did this come from? When did I start believing this? Because, you know, the more I've looked at some of the stuff that I've had to unpack, something that's really helped me to separate my relationship with God's source energy from religion has been like this idea that religion is human created, right? It's not something that God himself, herself, right, created. And so that's another human that was telling you that this was wrong Mm -hmm. or that you need to be ashamed of this. And I think the more that you dive into this journey of understanding masculine and feminine energy, you begin to see how much of it has been distorted and corrupted by organizations and constructs that have a different agenda than what they appear to have. Um, does that? Yeah. And you know, I don't know help? why this story is coming through for me right now, but um, <laughs> I think it's really funny because we, in the Catholic religion, if you're not Catholic, this is just an FYI, like during Lent, we don't eat meat on Fridays and you can have fish. And my dad, like about a year ago, he's like, I just stopped doing that because I realized they're like, the reason they did it is that they had too much fish and during this certain time of the year and they needed to get rid of it. And so they just made this a part of the religious laws. I'm like, oh my God, how many people are walking around who had a cheeseburger for lunch on a Friday and feeling terrible and realizing it's not really God that cares if you're eating meat or not on this, you know, religious day. It was actually made because of something that was happening, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago. I don't really know when this all happened. And now it's playing out today. And I'm just like, how many times were these, did human beings place, you met, you know, mentioned agendas and that's one example of an agenda, but how many times did their fear stories, right? Because we are human beings and we all hold both light and darkness, fear and love. And how many times did someone's fear stories or someone's belief system, right? Not God's belief system, but someone human beings belief system make a religion the way it is and now everyone's so afraid to disobey these rules that were put into place by human beings and not by god source energy oh absolutely it's It's wild once you dive into this stuff you know a book that really i feel like activated a remembrance of like ancient coding within me that I feel like I've had for lifetimes um, that I read this year is called The Return of the Divine Sophia. Mm -hmm. And 
for any woman that is out there that is searching for some kind of answers, some sort of clarity around who they are and where their power is, I highly recommend this book. It's a little bit dense, but it goes into the history of the Abrahamic religions, meaning Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And it talks about you know, the rise of the, the Roman Catholic Church and how there are stories in the Bible that were written hundreds of years after the so-called events where you think about a game of telephone, it's like, I don't know how much of that is really true or not, right? Yeah. But from the beginning, if you think of even the story of Adam and Eve, the woman, the divine feminine within the constructs of those religious structures has been vilified. Mm-hmm. And that programming is that old. That programming is thousands of years old where people in society have been told that women are evil, women are dangerous, their bodies should be shamed, like shamed, mm-hmm. right? That women should feel ashamed for their sexuality, that they don't have any power. And that's actually was not present on this planet for like the many thousands of years before those religions even existed. You know, the energy of the planet was a lot more focused on the divine feminine and women being like creatresses. Like, I mean, come on, let's face the facts. Every single person that's breathing on this planet came through a woman. Yeah. And they don't want us to remember that in a sense. And really just starting to look at what have I been taught? What have I been told that is normal and is the way things are versus what actually feels true for me mm-hmm. has been a really important practice for me this year because I think a lot of people are feeling that this year over the past year that maybe what I'm seeing, maybe what I'm hearing, maybe what I'm reading isn't actually what's actually happening in so many different aspects. Right. And I think that that is where our true power lies. That's where our sovereignty is, is in being able to choose for yourself and really using that internal discernment, learning the language of, I feel like your intuition is the language of your soul, of your higher self, that that is how that divine piece of you communicates with you. And I think that intuition comes through in different ways for different people. And it's up to you to begin to build that relationship and learn that language of your intuition and how she communicates with you because for me something that I've learned and maybe you have too because I know we can relate on some experiences that is that you know my intuition isn't always really loud and bold and clear sometimes Mm -hmm. she is so subtle she is a whisper or just a little ping in my body and I've had to learn to tune into her and listen for those subtleties feel those subtleties and so this practice of discernment when you're looking at all of the systems and programming and like the matrix that we live in, I think is, is really powerful because 
the end of the day, you're still a spiritual being in a human body. And just because something was written in a book or just because men have told you that this is the way things are for all of eternity doesn't necessarily mean that it is. And this is not to vilify men or the masculine. Like I said, I think we need a healthy masculine. But something that I've realized this year is women awakening to their divine feminine is the first step to the rest of the planet healing because we are awakening to our divine feminine first. And as we do that, the masculine will begin to do it. And the masculine awakening to its divine feminine is what is going to heal the masculine and right. And allow that masculine to then rise into its divine self too, and shift out of a lot of that toxicity that we see all over the world. Mm -hmm. So we need both. We need both. Yeah. Hmm. So juicy. So good. (laughs) Um, One thing I did want to chat with you about, because I know you talk a lot about Phoenix stories and rising from the Phoenix, which I think is such a, I think a lot of people have had these Phoenix-like experiences over the past year, two years, you know, this is really a time where there's a lot of massive awakening happening. People are being cracked open, essentially. And so what what is a Phoenix story to you, and and why are they powerful? Mm, Yes. So... The rising phoenix archetype is something that began again to awaken in me last year, right at the beginning of January 2020 was when that started to happen. And now I know that this is an aspect of the divine feminine. This phoenix archetype is a feminine template, if you will. But whether you, whatever your gender is, right? We all have both energies within us. So, and I think we all can tap into that Phoenix archetype that is within us. And so for me, what I have come to interpret this as is this is the cyclical energy that we all hold of death and rebirth. And I believe that every single life, no matter where you're from, what you do, how much money you have. No life is going to be perfect. No life is going to be all rainbows and butterflies. The purpose of life is to experience the entire spectrum of emotions. And I really feel like I gain more and learn more, expand more from my life's biggest challenges. Mm -hmm. And so we're all going to go through really hard shit you can't control everything that is going to happen in your life. You really can't, but you can control how you choose to respond to it. And so this Phoenix energy is this ability to walk through the fire, Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to surrender essentially to those flames and burn away whatever is no longer aligned whatever attachments you have that are not serving you and also allow yourself to be forged or transmuted 
in that fire, knowing that when you face those challenging experiences, you will come out the other side, that those experiences are for you and they may take your breath away. They may bring you to your knees and make you feel like you have been burned down and you are just a pile of ashes, right? Yeah. And there will be moments where you, where you will be like, I don't know if I can get up off the floor. Will I feel better again? I can't see the light. But energy moves in cycles. Always, always, always. You will never stay in the same place that you are in unless you choose to. And so from those ashes, you will, I guarantee it, you will be reborn, resurrect, whatever you want to call it, and rise back up with more wisdom, more resilience, more perspective than you did before. So every single time you are forced to walk through the fire, you can trust that you're going to make it out the other side and you're going to come out the other side as a more authentic version of you because it's through those experiences that we really learn who we are. So that to me is what the energy of the Phoenix is. And it has become a very powerful archetype totem, whatever you want to call it for me in my life. And, you know, there's, I know you love Glennon Doyle too. I, I loved her book Untamed. It was one of my favorite books of 2020. And I recently reread a quote that she had in that book and I'm paraphrasing here, but She says something along the lines of, if I'm living bravely and courageously in my life, then I will die a million deaths and be reborn a million times over and over and over again. That's the purpose of life is to continuously surrender and not get attached to any identity, any situation, anything in our lives, because to get attached is to essentially get yourself stuck, you know, and the more that you can continue to just surrender and go with that flow, ride with the current, the more that you are going to allow yourself to grow and expand and learn who you are. So I have, I had tears in my eyes the whole time you're talking about the Phoenix and I feel like you were just validating so many people out there who were feeling all of those things that you just described. Um, I know I have, I'm going to cry. Well, I know I have felt all those things this past year and to know that that like, you know, that's the perception that I have that I really have been reborn with so much more wisdom and so much more clarity and more confidence than I ever would have had prior to these experiences that have occurred this past year. But to have that validation and that wisdom and that I really felt this energy that you brought through just sharing that. And I just want to validate like the way you say things and the way you bring that forward is really, I feel almost like an energy clearing as you were speaking about this, this Phoenix experience. So I just want to validate how powerful that felt in my body as you were, you know, speaking about it. I felt this energy move through me and you know tears in my eyes and I'm like choking up because I can feel just like 
yes, like us women are in this together and we're on this journey and it really feels empowering to know that we all really are human. We're not all perfect. We all have these really hard experiences that we come up against and that it's not, you know, something to be ashamed of or to get stuck in or to feel guilty about. Cause I think a lot of us tend to go to that place when we experience something that is hard and that, no, that's not what that, that experience was here for. It was to make you stronger and more resilient and to teach you something that you can bring that wisdom to someone else. So I just want to, Oh, thank you for those words today. Well, thank you. I received that. And yeah, I mean, I think it's something that I have really come to believe. It's like a core belief that everything we go through is not just for us. It's for all the people that we're meant to help. And, you know, I really learned that because my first experience that like really rocked me a couple years ago was a sexual assault experience, a rape experience. And, you know, of course I sat with the feeling of feeling like a victim and feeling helpless and angry and all of those things for a while. I think the key though, is that I feel like there's a victim mentality and a victory mentality and victim mentality is something that you can choose to stay in. And by all means, whatever you've been through, let yourself feel that. Yeah. I think you get to feel both sides, right? Mm -hmm. It's important to feel both sides because if you're not feeling both sides, you are bypassing something, you're repressing something. So feel all of that. But then you get to choose to transmute it and shift it and be like, okay, what do I want to do with this? Mm -hmm. What have I gained from this? What have I learned from this? And from that place, then you gain this new perspective, right? You gain this new wisdom. Then you realize, wow, this, I learned something so powerful here that I feel like I want to share it because I feel like it wasn't just for me, it could help somebody else. And so, you know, about a year after my rape experience, and notice how I say rape experience and not, I got raped, right? It's like, that was an experience that I had. I don't identify with it. It was something that I went through, but I'm not going to make it who I am. So after that experience, about a year later, I wrote an el- a story on Elephant Journal to share it publicly because there was something in me that was like, it's time to share it. And that was a huge, huge, huge piece of my healing journey, right? I'd done all this internal work. I'd done EMDR therapy. I'd, you know, told my family about it finally. Um, I'd done a lot of stuff, but there was something in me that needed to talk about it publicly. Mm -hmm. And I think you can relate to that as well. And I didn't know, I thought it was just going to be because I needed to talk about it publicly. I mean, like I, I knew that it would help somebody, but after I shared it, it was so wild, Shelby. I ended up connecting with women all over the world, like that were DMing me and, and emailing me to be like, I read your story and I just want to say thank you because, you know, this thing you said or that thing you said really validated my experience. Mm. 
I had blamed myself for so long because I froze, you know, and cause I froze and that's a, that's a response just mm-hmm. like flight or fight. They don't tell you freeze is another response. And a lot of women hold a lot of guilt around that because they don't know that that's a response that your body mm-hmm. goes into. And I had shared that in my story and you know, there's just little aspects that if you are f- courageous enough to be vulnerable and raw and share what's on your heart from a place of empowerment and integrity and wanting to share it just to offer it up to somebody who might need it. Mm-hmm. That's the energy that I think is, is necessary there. Um, you know, being in a place where you've healed enough of it. Right. Yeah. Um, it can be really, really powerful for other people. So it was like this double whammy of healing where it was healing for me to share it. But then I, it, it was like this blowback, right. Of this boomerang of all these other women that found healing in it too. And that was so pivotal in, in my journey. And it really locked in for me the fact that our, our stories are incredibly powerful Mm -hmm. and it's what started that Phoenix energy for me of realizing, wow, one in four women go through sexual assault. And that's just one type of experience that we go through. Like so many people have been through so much heavy, hard shit, but how do we, how do we heal from it? And how do we help other people heal from it? Because I think that's one of the best things that can help you get through a difficult experience is like, making the most of it in a way right and what better way to make the most of it than paying it forward I guess in a sense you know Mm -hmm. getting something out of it that can help somebody else I think makes it that much more meaningful not something that you just want to erase and forget and and push away yeah that's really powerful and I like that you mentioned, I just want to like validate that of being ready to share your story. Because I think when you come to that place, I think there's a, there is a period after you have something traumatic happen where you're in this like cocoon of healing. And then there is this time where like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to share this. Like it's time for me to come out. And it's, it is, it's such a healing experience. I think I shared my story fully. Finally. I mean, I was in like a trauma response when I shared it the first time. And then I had to go back and do all my healing. And then I came forward and I finally shared it from this like empowered place, from this place of teaching other people what to look for. Um, I've shared it on the podcast, but, you know, being taken advantage of essentially by a spiritual cult (laughs) and a healer and what to look for after that. That was so healing for me to come out and say that I felt so much more empowered, but I also had so many women reach out and say, I had the same experience. I had a similar experience. I had a coach or a mentor, a healer. I cannot tell you how many people reached out after that to share that they had a similar experience. And so it's, it allows the other person not feel so alone when you come through and you're coming from this healed place, because I know there was times on that journey where I wanted to share, but from like a, almost like a, a disassociative state where I wasn't, it wasn't me. It was just something that happened if that makes sense. So being able to process and and come out the other side of it with that heal experience is really, really powerful. (sighs) 
thank you for everything you've shared. Oh my gosh. I just feel like this is going to be a really, really powerful message for so many people, especially right now with so many people experiencing so many things. Do you have anything that's coming through that you, any last words of wisdom you want to share? And then of course I want to make sure that all the people know where they can find you and reach out if they feel called. Um, but anything that's coming through. Mm. It's, it's interesting that you asked that because right as you were sharing your, your last bit, I, I did want to add, you know, I think the thing that you and I connected on and can resonate with is, you know, my rape experience was an energy healer mm-hmm. and it was a very deceptive, manipulative experience where it was presented as healing. This is mm-hmm. healing. You're safe. And I know you've been through something traumatic kind of in line with that. And I just, you know, going back to that discernment piece and really asking yourself, what am I being shown versus what really feels true? What am I actually Mm. seeing here, feeling here, I think is so important and and women especially as you are there's so many women awakening right now and there's so many people awakening but a lot of women you know that are are stepping onto a spiritual path immersing themselves in different spiritual communities and coaches and going into all the different things you know tarot and crystals and all of the stuff that i think it is so important to really really honor your energy by putting up boundaries and honestly keeping your spidey senses like awake because you know I was I jumped into that stuff and I was naive in a sense Mm -hmm. and I was so spiritually open so energetically open that you know when you're shining a bright beautiful light and you're so open you're gonna attract bugs Yep. <laughs> You're not going to attract just other amazing, beautiful people. There's going to be people that want to feed off of your light mm-hmm. and take advantage of you. And especially in a spiritual space where, you know, you want to be vulnerable or, or maybe you've gone through something hard and you're turning to spirituality for healing that, you know, of course, I always want to see the best in everybody. I think we all do. We want to see everybody yeah. as their highest selves, but you also need to be real and practical and sniff out the bullshit because mm-hmm. there are people in the spiritual community that don't have the highest intentions that are driven by ego and power. And quite honestly, I think want to suppress and destroy that divine feminine energy that's rising up. So I think it's just important to really pay attention and use my story, use Shelby's story as evidence to be careful and mm-hmm. you're allowed to set boundaries and say no to people. Yeah. Because you don't have to be friends with everybody. You don't have to connect with everybody. You don't. I thought I did. And you don't. So Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. So just knowing that I think it's, it can be really uncomfortable when you're new and you're naive. Just like you were saying, I was so naive and I, I, I do. I really truly do truly do only think that people have pure intentions. And I have thought that for a very long time. This experience has taught me otherwise. 
but you're going to feel these subtle, like you said, Brie, you said those very subtle whispers and these very slight feeling differences in your body or in your energy that are going to be little warnings. And I think it can feel uncomfortable to trust that when you may have someone who seems like they're farther along or that seems like they know what they're talking about or may have some very powerful psychic abilities or gifts, massive healing powers, right? There's lots of things that can kind of make us ignore those little subtle things that we feel, but it's so important for you to tune in and say, okay, this something feels a little off about this. I'm just going to set a boundary. I might not hang out with this person and that's okay. And I just want to validate for everyone who's like, I I tend to be a little bit of a people pleaser where I want everyone to like and love me. And that, I think that, you know, that's, that's part of this experience has been healing for me in that area. But to know that not everyone, you do not have to like everyone. You do not have to please everyone and not everyone really does have pure intention. So it's important for you to listen to those little, little subtle this doesn't feel quite right. So. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Just as, you know, on this, our spiritual awakening journeys, you know, you're forced to look at your shadows and do the shadow work, you know, the spiritual world, whatever you want to call it is not all light. It's Mm -hmm. not, there's darkness and there's also a lot of false light. Yeah. So, and that's what some of these spiritual healers are, is this, is this false light energy where it looks mm-hmm. bright, it looks shiny, it looks yes. like it's one thing and it's a mask. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay, where can the, the humans find you, the humans, the people? <laughs> where can they get in touch with you, reach out to you? Um, where do you hang out? Yeah, for sure. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's Brie Pugh on both of those. And then you can also reach me at com. That's B-R-I-E-P-U-G-H. And um, on my website, I have, I have some free master classes and some free downloads. So be sure to go check those out if you like some of the stuff that I'm talking about. And yeah, DM me on Instagram. I would love to connect with you and say hi. Yay. Um, We will link everything in the show notes. I'll link Bree's website, Instagram, Facebook, um, some of the free things that she has available there as well. And then we'll also link that book, The Return of the Divine Sophia, because I know for myself, I'll be like listening to a podcast and be like, shit, what was the book name? So we'll link that in the show notes so you guys have access to that. And then if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Bree or I. Thank you so much for being here. This was so incredible. And I know that. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to love it. Yay.